Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming up on TMS, look at me. I'm the hot pot captain now. Spice grandmas. He speaks Kinglish. Cocaine lamb. It's all rocket surgery to me. Kevin's main squeeze. Chewable freaking heartburn things. What does a worm even need? You can use ice! Pardon me, could I have a snort full of blow? It was Fred Schneider what wrecked it. Neither take hot pots nor leave hot pots. Moist bait. Washing out the Johnson stink with Bill. Renouncing science with Bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream check out what happened when i put this fistful of goldfish crackers near the entrance of this huge ant nest anyone else want to throw more weird shit at me the morning stream the morning stream the sugar and cream in your coffee oh Hello, everybody. Welcome to the morning stream. Today is uh, May 2nd. It's a Tuesday, uh-huh. and it's uh, 2023, and uh, we're here, you know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. We got this uh, got this all in hand. We know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, we got it all worked out. It's me, Scott, and that's Brian. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Oh, hi, Scott. How are you? I'm all right. I'm, my voice won't fix. It's still weird. Um, yeah, this is lasting a long time with you. I feel like my voice is, is close to normal. Yeah, you sound close. pretty good to me. sound pretty normal yeah. to me. I, uh, I'm used to this happening when on these trips, but they usually take a day. It's like nothing yeah. usually. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's permanent. Maybe I... Um, Oh, you're going to sound like this forever. Yeah, now's your time to get in these low uh, registers if you guys need something way down That's here. That's right. Little, who needs a little Barry White action? Yeah. Oh, too bad there's no more karaoke. You uh, can do some... Uh, damn. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Maybe it was my Fred Schneider that wrecked it. I don't know. Good day. I thought about that. I've given that some thought, and... Uh, I'll it's really it like thought. five sentences you sang in that song. I know. I didn't, sang, do I, quotes. I didn't do yeah. much, right? And I didn't do it that yeah. loud. It wasn't like I was screaming or anything. So I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> Why did you sit on the floor, by the way? Oh, so I got confused. I didn't realize that that was being projected behind us also. I thought the oh, only place gotcha. was there. The only place to see the uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I, I screwed that up. And when I stood up, I looked back and went, oh, it's on the back wall. Gosh, dang it. No wonder <laughs> No wonder she stood there and, and aimed the other way because I couldn't figure right. out why she was doing that. It was so dumb. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember, I'm like about as I'm as familiar with karaoke as I am with uh, 
uh, I don't know, orthodontal uh, uh, surgery. Like, I don't, sure, sure. Yes. I don't know what I'm it's doing all, in there. It's all uh, <laughs> rocket, rocket surgery to you. Yeah, it's all rocket surgery to me. Anyway, we're glad to be here. Thank you all for being here. Um, a big thank you to uh, three individual human beings, uh, namely Kevin, K- a.k.a. KT Data, Jamie, who is visiting here from the U.K., and Noel, uh, Kevin's, uh, is, it, is it nice to say main squeeze anymore? Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That used uh, to be, was, I mean, in high school, we, we would say that, right? That was a yeah, thing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Main squeeze. Partner. Partner. All right. I like partner. Rose Kitty here in the chat. Yeah, Rose Kitty. Um, they were all with us, and we, they took us out uh, to a place last night called, I forgot the name, dang it, Japanese Hot Pot Place. Oh my God! I saw the description on this. Uh, Kevin, Kevin was telling me about it. It is a mix of uh, hot pot, all you can eat sushi, and um, and barbecue, Japanese barbecue. It's fantastic. Ginza, G I N Z A. I would have, you know, hearing that description, I might have considered driving ten hours to. to- <laughs> Well, you, you would have spent the 10 hours driving back with a, a case of heartburn and uh, maybe the hot farts. I don't know. Because... Probably, yeah, well, probably would have put me to sleep, really. <laughs> it did me, too. I kind of had a food coma after, but it was so freaking good. I averaged out to be, it wasn't too bad either. It was like 50 bucks a person. There was tons That's of food. That's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah it wasn't bad. And um, I'll go back there in a heartbeat. It was, it was so freaking good. Mm-hmm. But I overdid it. And mm. I know I overdid it because at the time I knew I overdid it. I was eating it going, yeah, I'm overdoing it right now. I'm doing this and I'm overdoing yeah. it. Yeah. And then I got home and I was like, oh, I'm a little heartburning, but I'm fine. Go to sleep. I woke up every, I don't know, 30 minutes going, oh, heartburn. I got a little, got one of those chewable freaking heartburn things and go back to bed. <laughs> and then I need another one. And I was just a grumpy. I was like a commercial just get, waiting to get made for Tums last night. Right. Yeah. You were waiting for that cutaway image of your of your belly with the uh, the Tums coating the inside of your stomach and yep. hopefully relieving the, the red lava that's being shown in your stomach. Exactly. Basically. That hot red yeah. light down there in the center. And uh, I never really got much relief. Feel better this morning, but... It was worth every. It was worth every every second of the pain. It was so good, yeah. Brian. So yeah. so freaking good. And everybody that worked there owned the place. Everything else, like Japanese people who spoke mm-hmm. terrible English. That's how you know to trust a place <laughs> like this, because you know it's real, man. You know you're going to get the real deal. Yeah, it's not just some white guy's idea of what a hot pot place should be. No, no, that seems like the real deal. And so with hot pot, so it's obviously it's the uh, you've got the the burner with the. Um, the broth being cooked on it constantly right. kept hot. And do they just keep bringing you more meat and more because it's all you can eat hot pot, or is it uh, fixed both. amount hot pot? And so it was all just, it was uh, all we could eat. Although they would basically do it in shifts, so it was like, uh, yeah, you know, we're out of this. These pick this. a few things. We're not going to bring everything to you because we know you're not going to eat all of it. Exactly. Kind of yeah, but yeah. they would they would have kept going as long as we needed them to. But we were we were good, and we had a ton of sushi as well, which is super filling, and a bunch of different rolls. He. Uh, KT Data picked out this thing called the executive roll, which I don't think I've had before. Okay. That was fantastic. This weird mango thing. That was weird. Mm. I don't know if I'll eat that again because it was a little too... It's a weird mango-y. combo. Yeah, mango yeah. I'm not a big mango guy. Yeah, uh, me neither. But anyway, it was great. And the best part is this. So we're sitting at this big, long table. Carter was with us. So it was me. Or sorry, Carter, me, Kim. And on the other side of the table, you had Jamie across from Carter you had uh, Rose Kitty across from me, Noel, and then next to him, or to her, Kevin. 
and right. Kevin, so Kevin and Cameron are across from each other. So there were three big pots in front of each of us mm-hmm. and that, you know, we're each are putting stuff in, pulling things out. Here's what's great about having Rose Kitty across from you. I didn't really have to do a damn thing. <laughs> because she's really good at like timing when to put new stuff on the nice, little grill good, and in the pot good. and all this. So it was always just me reaching up and grabbing new things out of it to eat. And her just very, you know, nonchalantly making sure there's plenty there every time anybody <laughs> needs anything. Now, did she get anything out of the pot or was it just her loading the pot and you emptying the pot? Well, I worried about that a little bit, but no, she, she seemed to get, <laughs> she seemed to get plenty, but um, I tried to, you know, some cabbage and bok choy and some other green things i attempted to uh-huh. do that but it was mostly i i overdosed on meat is what i did <laughs> um, od meat yeah i re- highly recommend it though everybody if you want to check it oh, out it's in union good. square I'll, yeah union square here i'll be out there i'll be out there uh, shortly yeah. uh save a place or let me make a reservation all right Vi- vinyl revivalist asked i think a minute ago has brian ever been out to see scott in salt lake city oh yeah now if you don't count obviously you know the nurtaculars of course right, right. but yeah. um there were a couple times that I came out that weren't uh, at Nertacular. There was one time I came out. I stayed with, um, uh, oh my gosh, why can't I remember their names? Oh, Corinne and Jason. Corinne and Jason. Thank you. Jeez yeah. Louise. Yeah. Brain fart there. Yeah. Stayed with them and uh, um, uh, we were checking out. I think it was to check out Snowbird the first time. To, yeah, before 2013, the first, uh, uh, early 2013 yeah. to do like a tour of the place and kind of get an idea of what things were like. Yeah. That's yep. absolutely right. Oh, and you—that was your—that was your lactose intolerant trip. Remember that? <laughs> Again, it's like the one thing that you remember from that is me leaving the area. Is like, okay, I'm gonna go. I gotta go fart over like on the other side of the room because that had too much uh, latte, too much milk in my latte. Yeah, I could. I don't know why that sticks out. I mean, I guess we're seeing a pattern here, but things stick out in my memory. Um, yeah. But anyway, you know, that was a fun little trip. And then and in 20, for, uh, 2011, geeks. yeah. And that's when yeah. we first met Kevin, I think, the first time. He was there filming. Oh, he was there actually at the, yeah, right. No kidding. Holy mackerel. I think he yep. was still a teenager technically then. I think he was like 19. <laughs> he might have been, 18, yes. 19 or something. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, but have I been to Denver? No. No, never. And you even have family here that you could come visit. Right? 100%. My aunt and all my yeah. cousins are all out there. I could easily make an excuse to go to Denver. Uh, and I've been to Denver a bunch of times, but all prior to meeting you. Yeah. And so I don't know what that's about. What, Clearly what's... you don't like either, uh, I guess it's a combination of not liking me enough <laughs> or your family enough that lives out here to come make a, uh, yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> point. I don't really have a good excuse, honestly. I mean, part yeah, of it is I mean, Claire says I'll visit Denver before Denver before Scott. I bet you will. The one the one memory I always have of going to Denver, if you fly to Denver, is there is this massive drop over the mountain. Yes, yeah. So you fly over, and then you go wah, and the plane. Uh, it's not so bad anymore. They don't. Uh, they, I haven't had a flight do that in in like the last ten years. Actually. Oh, good. All right. Well, see, it's yeah. been that long for me, so I, yeah, I don't. Know. I don't wonder. I don't know which uh, airline you you flew in on, but. Uh, no, there. You know where it's really bad. Long is it Long Beach? There's one where where it is like that, where basically you're flying, and then oh no, Long Beach. The problem with Long Beach is the runway ends at the ocean. Oh right, <laughs> so it's right. basically land, yeah. screech to a stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's immediate, kind of the same way they, when you're taking off. It's like you're taking off, and it's like <laughs> oh crap, we're running out of runway. Yeah, and they they slam their they really hit the brakes on that runway. Yeah, I've landed yeah. there a few times. You're right. Yeah, I don't like the ones where they got to make a sudden thing just because of positioning or whatever. But yeah, hey, it's the world we live in. 
That's the world we live in. Anyway, thanks, Kevin. And Jamie, can I just say, Jamie, as an ambassador of all things London and uh, the UK, Mm -hmm. what a nice dude he is. He really is. Nicest guy ever. He didn't wear those cool shorts last night, but that's fine. (laughs) It's totally fine. Um, He's going to park. Oh, those those were snug, those shorts he wore in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they keep it all in. And he's going to uh, Park City today, so I'm a little jealous. It's oh, really cool. nice up there right now. He's going to do some more hiking and stuff, and and um, I just think the think the world of that dude. So uh, wish him nothing but fun while he's here, and then a safe trip home uh, back yes. to the United Kingdom. Also, he has the coolest job. I won't get into what it is because it sounds kind of top secrety, but he does some really weird, cool shit for a living. Really? So, yeah. So if anyone ever gets a time to just hang out with Jamie and talk about what he does, like most people are like, what do you do? And you're like, well, I uh, push button A to make B happen. Blah, blah. It's boring, right? Not that guy. He's got, he's like talking at, uh, I don't know who he's talking. It's like Ethan um, Ethan Hunt levels of <laughs> of cool. He's, he's okay. got a really wow, cool that is job. very cool. Scaling the sides of a building cool. Yeah. And he also makes me feel like a dumb American because he's so articulate and very British and and, mm-hmm. and he's very like articulate and says everything perfectly and and I'm sort of over there going, Well that's real good. Why don't you tell me more of the shit you say right there, fancy boy? <laughs> anyway. He speaks the kingling King's English. Scott. Yes, that's the, king's, the, that's the, the Kingling. I like the Kingling. The Kingling's English. Uh, we got a, a couple things here to rip through that are from listeners. We like listener feedback, you know, here on the show. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. thing, thing we're into. And uh, we got one from M. Bader Steve. That's what it says. Just reading it the way, way is it M, is. Is M Master? I don't know. Uh, is, I, uh, I mean, you know, you have to would, ask. You have to I ask. assume? <laughs> yeah. We're not here to assume anything, but we'll we'll assume this. Anyway, this is on the topic of old, of odd vending machines. We talked about the one that gave you bear meat. Uh, this is a while ago, so we have to shake our memories around to remember what we did. Right. Yep. He says, Dear Sinker and Bobber, uh, oh, you float and I sink. That's interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't think that's actually going to be true. Though, well, I thought end. we all float down here. Yeah. <laughs> he says, The strangest vending machine I've ever seen was for live bait, uh, seen outside of a bait shop in Annapolis. Mm. So maybe not so strange. Love the show, though. M. Bader Steve. Uh, yeah, live bait. So, how do you keep that fresh? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, worms. What do they need? Just, just a cool, dry, dark place. Really? <laughs> what does a worm yeah. even need? It's a what great does a question. worm need? Right? <laughs> I mean, come on. I imagine it's, you know, they just uh, basically uh, keep it cool in there. Keep yeah. some nice moist soil in little containers and. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. I don't know what else. What are the kinds of live bait? <laughs> Chad says it's common. I mean, I guess worms can... Is You're right. Probably moist soil and your worm mm-hmm. is good prob, probably for like weeks. I Just don't know. containers and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that seems fine. Um, I mean, we used to... When I fished as a, as a youngster... Mm-hmm. I don't really fish now, but when I fished a lot when I was a kid, we would just go find worms. We did it the hard way. Never bought mm-hmm. worms. Got to find worms, and we knew where to exactly. find them. Now find them in the neighbor's yard where the roses were. There was always worms in there, so we'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> My Hungarian grandfather had a, because uh, um, he would go fishing almost every weekend, every Saturday morning, and I'd go with him and it'd be the most boring thing ever. So it's like I'd always figure out some way to get out of it. Yeah. But uh, he on Friday nights uh, when it got dark, he would go into the garage. He'd get out this this metal rod that was attached to a. Uh, 
uh, an electrical plug. Yeah. He'd jam the rod into the ground, plug it into the wall, and the worms would just come out of the ground. Like it was electrifying oh. the, uh, the soil. And the worms would be like, oh, this sucks. I'm getting out. And yeah. then they'd just go around and go, point, 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 point. See, and, that's uh, the way. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And uh, every once in a while, you know, if, if I asked him, he would take the uh, uh, the metal wand and he'd tap it on the, um, we had this metal uh, um, clothes hanger, like the clothes uh, clothes lines in the back. Yeah. And he'd tap it on there and it would go like a little uh, lightsaber looking oh, thing. Oh man, you're, Sparks you're, and your grandpa was cool. He was cool. He was the greatest. Yeah, some some yes. Hungarian business right there is what that is. That's right. Exactly. Uh, Andy wrote in. These are all texts, by the way. So send okay. us your text, 801-471-0462. Andy says, hey, Scott and Brian, Andy here. So America will call its football by the name Bladderball. Bladderball. Uh, he says, because it. it's shaped like a pig's bladder. I didn't know that. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. Is a pig's bladder football shaped is more the question? Well, he says here that, I mean, he, he drops this line, which is what the first footballs were made of. Now, I know they were called sure. pigskins. I didn't know it had anything to do with their bladders. I didn't know that either. I guess we need to go watch uh, Leatherheads starring George Clooney at some point. Ah, uh, the classic George Clooney film, Leatherhead. Yes. Or is that a TV show? Leather. I don't remember. Uh, it was a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good for him. I just remember it was like you know him wearing the, the leather helmet. Oh, old, uh, oh yeah, right. Helmets. I don't think I've ever seen that. Is no, that I've never seen it either. I wonder if it's good. I like him. I feel like I haven't seen a lot of Clooney lately, so I, I could mm-hmm. be I could be convinced. I did watch uh, Ocean's Eleven on the flight back from Vegas only because I talked so much about it during my film sack bonus episode mm. and watched a few clips just to refresh my memory on it. I was like, oh, I just want to watch it again. And freaking, you know, young Andy Garcia, young George Clooney, Brad Pitt eating in every scene for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, Don Cheadle. I mean, such a great, great cast. Yeah. And it was free on Southwest. So I was like, yeah, I'll just do this and, and then that- I can sleep. Got that tiny Asian guy in the box. That's guy. That guy's cool. The the scene where he like slides back first into the box, like into this little container. Like they basically open the lid. He sits on the side and then goes, yep, yep. <laughs> fold like a freaking taco. Yeah, it's one of the great moments in in heist cinema history. It really is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ocean's Eleven's great. That's a great movie. And really, Matt Damon F's everything up for everybody, right? Because mm-hmm. it was, you know, he leaves the van when he's not supposed to leave the van. It causes uh, um, uh, the Asian guy's uh, hand to get slammed in the van door, screws yeah. things up. Yeah. yeah. Is there any wonder he bought a zoo and shouldn't have, <laughs> you know? And then ate shit potatoes on yeah. Mars. Yeah. Yeah. For, and then, then fertilized potatoes with his own poo poo. No, no good. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, too bad Ocean's 12 sucked so hard. Oh, it was bad. 12 was bad. 13 was great. 13 brought 13 it back. 13 was great. 11 and 13, fantastic. What happened there and, with two, uh, with 12? What happened? Oh, I'll tell you exactly what happened with 12. It was one moment that just basically said, nope, I'm out of this movie. It completely ruined the movie for me. What was it? The fact that they, the, the, they, you know, the main characters all go to jail. And they're stuck there. And uh, Julia Roberts, uh, Tess, is out of jail, right? She's like, yeah. oh, no, she's the only one who can help us. Yeah. And so someone points out that she looks a lot like Julia Roberts, and she uses that to, like, con Bruce Willis into, like, this whole fiasco. It's like, oh, so wait, Tess looks just like Julia Roberts, but 
Danny Ocean doesn't look just like George Clooney and, and Brad Pitt and, doesn't uh, look like yeah, Brad that's Pitt. exactly. Stupid. It's like it just takes me. It took me out of the movie so quickly. It's like oh, I'm done with this. That's some fourth wall bullcrap there. I don't it like broke it. the it broke the biggest rule of cinema is that your your characters can't all of a sudden get a leg up because they happen to look like the actors that are playing those characters. Yeah, and I can't think of a single movie that that director made that I didn't like except for yeah, that movie. Yeah, Soderbergh was great. Yeah, yeah, name another name another film he made that's not at least better than good. And and they're all good. This is not yeah. good. It's so Burn weird. After Reading. Eh. Eh. Wait, was, eh. that, was that him? Burn After Reading? I don't I know if that was him. Actually, that was the Cohen. Was that Cohen Brothers? That was Cohen Brothers, Brothers. Yeah, that's not yeah. one of their strongest. Which is which is also not one of their best. <laughs> no, no. But it's got Brad Pitt, and I don't think he eats anything in it, though. That was the other problem is yeah. that he didn't. Uh, let's see. Cohen? Oh yeah, because he did. Wait a minute. He did. Uh, yeah, Sex Lies and Videotape. Obviously, first thing I remember seeing of his, which might have actually just been the first thing he did. Yeah. But he did that Kimmy movie that I watched um, and recommended last year which was um uh zoe Kravitz? no not zoe kravitz um uh zazzy beats oh zazzy beats yeah yeah, yeah. as a as a intro uh, uh, agoraphobe mm-hmm. who is loving the fact that the pandemic is locking people in and mm-hmm. so she she has the job of listening into everybody's alexas and saying whether <laughs> or not that they got their thing right yeah <laughs> And then she overhears a murder, and she has to like leave her the safety of her house to get out and do it. Yeah, I heard that was great. You recommended it was it. good. I recommended it. Yeah. it was, it's on HBO Max. Go watch it. It's on my list. I have ever. But since, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd forgotten that that was a Soderbergh deal. Yeah, and I, I really there's very few things I didn't like. I liked Contagion back in the day. I really liked. Welcome yeah. um, uh, Lucky. Uh, yeah, that was great. Michael Clayton was really good. Traffic. The yeah. limey. Oh, the limey is The limey is so a really good movie. Yeah. Great one. Yeah. So he's great. Solaris. I mm-hmm. love Solaris. I know it's kind of, mm-hmm. uh, some people are off and on on that, but I really like Solaris a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know a movie he made that was, that was garbage except for 12. Nice job. Yeah. Except for Ocean's 12. And that episode he, he directed broke, of, he uh, broke uh, one rule, Stephen. you broke one rule. And for he, that, he did one episode of Grey's Anatomy that wasn't very good. I'll, I'll say that. But uh, that's not okay. his fault. Grey's Anatomy sucks. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say I didn't. Uh, yep, <laughs> I never watched a single episode. You heard me, people. Matter. I said it sucks. So send your emails. You know what to do. You know what's there next. You uh, you here is a final note. Here, oh, it's a call. Oh, let's ab- hear it about things that you would just take a sudden road trip for. I thought it was like appropriate given our Vegas recentness oh, yeah. and all that. Cool. So I'm gonna play it. Here it is. Check it out. Hey, this is one sleepy panda calling for TMS. Given the opportunity to go to a hockey game up in New Jersey tonight uh, for the playoffs, and uh, in Virginia, so I am driving 14 hours between two days to go to a hockey game. So, what's something you guys would take two days off work and just drive 14 hours for? Love the show. All right, Ooh, give me a good one. That's a great question. Yeah, I um, love it. I love it. Uh, a Spice Girls concert. I okay. would totally, if like Spice Girls were, um, you know touring again minus victoria uh and they uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean would it be a problem and, if she was there or you just don't no i would it wouldn't be a problem okay. if she was there All right. but i think she was the she was the holdout i think for them touring and like just do it without her it's totally fine yeah. uh and let's say they were playing in vegas and i got tickets i would absolutely drive alone in the car to vegas mm. to get to to see the the spice girls oh um, and that is that uh, that's a long drive for you 
it's uh, 10 hours for me yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, or no uh yeah 10 close yeah 10 11 maybe maybe a little bit mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. that now that we got all these stretches of 80 miles per hour which didn't exist when you and i were growing up no that's true there was a reason sammy hagar could not drive 55 because <laughs> you know back in the day yeah, it was slow it was bad but, uh, so Uncle George and a guy named Don and I uh, took a road trip out to Vegas for a um, a trivia thing, yeah, uh, like competition. It was Geek Bowl or whatever, and um, uh, we were driving my car, but uh, we were taking turns, and Don was behind the wheel, and we had just entered into Utah and saw the like it was all of a sudden eighty miles an hour because mm-hmm. uh, we came out of the mountains, and it's like oh look at that eighty miles an hour, yeah. Don. Don goes a little bit over, maybe too much over. He goes, I think uh, he's going 87 or 88 miles an hour. Right. Boo, woo, woo. He got pulled over. Uh, oh, this was outside. I think this was outside of St. George because I remember him having a big problem with St. George because of it. And um, and the guy says, you guys come in from Colorado and 80 miles an hour isn't enough for you. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I love it. Yeah. That sounds like a movie scene. I love it. That's so he awesome. had to drive back there and do the court thing for uh Oh for really? George. Oh yeah. that sucks. Because he wanted to fight it. They have an airport now, <laughs> you could fly there now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, used to have not one there. <laughs> That's great. I love that story. Yeah, it's uh it's it's kind of liberating because when we were kids, a trip to Vegas meant eight hours for us because fifty five was the best you could do. And yeah. that was just the speed limit. And cars in this, let's just admit it, cars in the 70s and 80s kind of rattled apart if you went faster than that. They weren't great. So now that you can go 80, like what, what does Sammy Hagar just sit around sometimes and go, I wish I could change my song? <laughs> he could. He could totally update the lyrics. Look at Elton John, you know, updating Candle in the Wind for whoever just recently died. He can just yeah. keep updating that one song. Somebody go down to By Cabo, find, find him in Cabo and say, look, Sammy, do it. Now's your time. Let me, let me address Daniel DeLuca in the chat. This is strange and creepy for an old guy to drive 10 hours for Spice Girls. Uh, Daniel, guess what? They're old, too. Okay? Yeah. It's uh, it's not like I'm going to see, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> BTS. Well, not BTS you can't even use as a good example. Uh, Japanese uh, teenage girl group uh, AQ24 or whatever they're called. Yeah. ABQ24. I'm not Pink. driving 10 hours to see them. Blackpink or someone like that. Uh, right exactly they're, they're the hot ones exactly. yeah no they uh, i know there's a feeling that that people in music and hollywood never never age while you age yeah. but those girls in spice girls in spice girls yeah. and i yeah. put they're girls spice in clothes they're yes. not only spice ladies they're spice ladies that are brian and i's age exactly we're yes. as old as they are like exact we could marry them and no one a blink an eye because <laughs> of the be same wise. age as us and, I'm not, and i wouldn't be going there to marry them i'd be going there to see their music because i like their music unabashedly unapologetically Love this. Yeah, I don't know how that would make so, you a creepy old guy. Now, so, if you if you exactly. said to me, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go to uh, I'm driving to Hollywood because I hear uh, Kate and Ashley, I married Kate and Ashley Olson, are going to be at a book <laughs> signing at the Barnes and Noble. <laughs> aren't they? And even them are they're in their forties or something. They're in they? their forties. I know. I can't think of a good example. Yeah, uh, uh, you'd have to say, okay, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going down to local high school to watch the cheerleaders work. Like that would be weird. <laughs> That would be, that would be, yes, I'll take that. Yeah, don't be doing that. Okay, she was born in 86, so that makes her 36, so she's not quite there, but still. Look still. who came to visit. Oh, it's a kitty. I hear you had a kitty throw up, Scott. Yeah. So sorry to hear uh-huh. that. You know how she heard? Because all the cats communicate. They all know. They do. All telepathically. Bastards. All of them. 
I do miss having a cat that likes me because I would mm-hmm. like Deckard if he liked me. He doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Tina and Anaria there. She doesn't, doesn't like yeah. Tina. No, and, doesn't and, like Tina, but then uh, Tina's got Salem. Salem follows Tina around like she is mama cat. Yeah. It's how it should be. So, it's the way yep, of it. Exactly. This is the it's proper the uh, human the human to cat ratio. Is exactly how it's supposed to be. That we don't want, want we don't want it the other way where Tina's following that cat around. That's that'd be bad. Don't do that. Yeah. This uh, well, there you go. I don't know what I would take four days off for. Probably um, COVID. It's not a matter of taking four days off. It's a road trip. What would you? Oh right, right, right. What would I drop? Yeah, what would I drop everything for? Four days off. Like, is there a uh, video game release or uh, or something like? uh, Oh gosh, I can't think of a uh, concert I'd do it for. I might do it for. Okay, here's oh. here, here's one. If if you Chuck... have tickets to the world premiere of the Furiosa movie in Hollywood, I'd do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. If someone said that and I and I didn't fly, I would totally drive that. Yeah. That's about 10, 12 hours. Um, if I okay, I would do. Uh, would I do that though? All right, let's say okay. My brother, uh, my brother, or sorry, my my nephew Chuck mm-hmm. made that song with Dead Mouse on their new album. Mm-hmm. Um, Powder Blue. It's very good. Check it out on their newest album, the Cascade, Cascade. Uh, combo thing. Yeah. It's really good. Anyway, uh, if he said, "Hey, we're doing a thing fourteen hours away, and it's like it's going to take you that plus four days, but we're going to be live, and you get to get to have good seats or whatever," I'd do that. Mm-hmm. I'd do that. Okay, there you go. Because yeah, you know, good, whenever uh, it's family, when you're here, it's your family, right? You you have family. <laughs> but uh, good you know. example, yes. Oh man, I'm so burpy from food last night. Gosh dang it, Kevin! Mm, burping it was, up some hot pot. Yep. You want some hot pot? I got second day hot pot for you right here. <laughs> uh, then finally, used, used hot pot air. Uh, mm. uh, finally, I got a I got a butt dial uh, that was sounded mm. like this. Check out this weird noise. Okay. Now, at first, it sounds like some robotic voice. This part. It almost yeah, sounds like, right, we like want voice, yeah. Carl or something like that. I think, I think Claire might have called you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <she's, laughs> you think my voice is after you should hear that girl. Um, that sounds like uh, an airplane. Like, could that be Bobby calling from the plane or something? Well, I heard. So I got it's Twitter or somewhere. Somebody reached out and said, hey, if you get a couple of butt dial calls that sound like someone's mowing a lawn, that was me. Oh. Oh, and wow. uh, okay. that's totally what it is. He's out doing weeding or something. And uh, yeah, maybe a weed whacker because it doesn't sound. It sounds like if it's a. I guess it could be an electric mower. It doesn't have the the like the you know the mm-hmm. full throatiness of a of a lawnmower. It's a little bit higher uh, higher in the tweeter. Exactly. This is yeah. And he said, um, uh, well, the call I got was like four and a half minutes long. So that's only seven seconds of a very long call of nothing but that sound. But at first, <laughs> it was very alien. Like we want Carl. We want Carl. <laughs> it does sound like a weird robot alien voice. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I don't have Carl. What are you talking about? I'm I am no keeper of Carl's. All right. Uh, that's all we got for this morning until we do the news. Let's do the news, and the news yeah. is right here. It's the news, and it's brought to you by... 
A brand new episode of Soundography hit the site today. Why? Because I, I pushed it and it landed on the site. Uh, that new episode is all about Stevie Wonder. Uh, Hammond and I listened to the entire catalog of Stevie Wonder music, and there is a lot, all the way from his early beginnings as little Stevie Wonder to that damn song I just called to say I love you. <sighs> that one. Uh, but there's a lot of great stuff in between. Find out what we thought by listening to Soundography at soundography.com. I'll bet you liked it. He's great. I liked a lot of it. Yeah, there there was a there was a jump the shark moment, but I think he jumped back over the shark. After oh, it. okay. But, um, I'll have to listen to find out what that was. Yes, yes. Uh, have they ever? Has Stevie Wonder and Stevie Nicks ever done a duet? Has that ever happened? Like no, you think they would, right? Like Stevie and Stevie mm-hmm. together again. Yeah, yeah. They call like, it Stevia uh, and uh, make a make a whole record. Ebony around. and lace. Ebony and lace. That's perfect. There you go. Instead of leather and lace and ebony and ivory, we'll just take two of their duets and merge them together. Perfect. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Greg, they, everyone in the chat thinks that sounded like a massager, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's well, that's my, was my uh, Claire point, mm. is that Claire must have called you. <laughs> oh, I thought you just meant her voice sounded like that. No, now I get it. No, no, now no. Now I get, get it. it. Yes. All right, now I'm going to listen to it with that knowledge. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, oh I'm really sad that I know this now. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Oh yeah, well, there you go. Uh, see, that would be creepy, old man. If I if if if, uh, if I wanted to know more, but I don't. I really don't. <laughs> Pixar, it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to this uh, first news story. A lamb, you know, like lamb. Yeah, uh, as in the silence of the of the. Yeah, exactly. Or you eat some yeah. lamb, yeah. you know. Yeah, that or sort chops. Of or, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, chops. Yeah. Or um, what else? Lamb. Good ch- lamb. lamb and shank. The, shank. Uh huh. Uh, that's all I got. I don't have anything else. Okay. That's a, that's a lot of lamb right there. That is a lot of lamb. Uh, let's see. Uh, a lamb, a live one, was found <laughs> yes. in a car next to 10,000 pounds, uh, UK, sterling, okay. of uh, of heroin and cocaine in a bag of chips. All that in a bag of chips. All that in a bag of chips. Yep. <laughs> crisps. Crisps, crisps. Sorry, crisps. Or was, yeah. it, was it actually chips? Yeah, well, that's a really great point because it could have been fries, right? Were they sliced potatoes? Yeah, exactly. Let's or find out. It, uh... This is the Edinburgh News, so it might be that those were French fries. We'll find out as we read. Might be, yeah. A lamb has been found in a back of a car alongside roughly 10 uh, grand worth of Class A drugs. Uh, they, uh, this was on a Saturday evening. Uh, yeah. A police dog named Billy sniffed out the drugs. And the uh-huh. lamb who was seen pictured next to a bag of chips. So I think there's a photo here. <laughs> there is a photo and it's great. Yeah, let's pull this up. So check. Oh my God, it. it's fantastic. Because uh, <laughs> he's in the middle of going, hey. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look at him, yeah. Just going, bah, bah. Oh my God, that's fantastic. I didn't bring the cocaine. It's not mine. <laughs> uh, it says here, police colleagues shared the incident via social media. Uh, according to police Scots uh, in Scotland, two men aged 52 and 53, could be Tom Merritt and one of us, mm-hmm. uh, and one woman aged 38, aren't they always, were arrested <laughs> and charged with drug offenses. And a search yeah. of the car was carried out with the assistance from a dog unit. I wonder if the dog unit is trained well enough not to freak out because there's a lamb in there. You know, Maybe. Because yeah. <clears throat> my, my dog would lose their shit over this, do- over this lamb. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would not go well. No, the lamb would be uh, <laughs> would be chased. Maybe uh, they're looking for Mary. Mary had a little lamb, a little coke, a little heroin. Mm-hmm. And it's coke as white as snow. Of, yep. Yeah, uh, Mary had a little lamb. It's coke as white as snow. 
<laughs> oh, see, there we go. And everywhere the the and that Mary went, she'd have a snort of blow. There, see, perfect. <laughs> it writes itself, doesn't how do, it? How do we get the chips in there, though? Um, uh, <laughs> shoot, so it's hard to get the chips in. And after eating some potato chips, she'd do a snort of blow. There you there go. go, nailed it. All right, but look, come to us when you need your a snort of blow. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm using those drug references correctly, kids. A yeah, snort Can I have a of blow. Snort of blow. I guess they'd say. Pardon a, me. Could I have a snort of blow? Would they say hit? What do you say in drug culture? Oh yeah, probably a hit of blow. Or can I have a a snuff. snoot full of blow? A snoot of blow. Oh my lord, that's like the '40s, right? Yeah, it's really. Can I have a snoot full of blow now? Give me a snoot of your cocaine, see? Back when it was legal. <laughs> anyway, the lamb was uh, is, is fine, and we don't know why he was in there, Good. but he's okay. Uh, well done, oh, yeah, Scotland. Bump. There we go. Yeah, bump of blow. Oh, there a bump. Yeah, yeah, a bump. It has to be something of blow to rhyme with snow. You see, yeah. as we've mentioned, the cocaine. And yeah, the- I don't have any. Co- I don't know this drug stuff very well. I hear. Okay, so I heard one in Vegas that was new to me. You've done um, more than me. Well, that's true. I don't. actually no. I don't know if you have. <laughs> well, okay. I assume. (laughs) (laughs) I've never smoked pot in my life, but I had these gummies. Yes. And I assume it's a similar sensation, right? I don't know. I've never smoked pot, so I have no idea. Uh, You know, I've never had a gummy, but I have smoked once. Yeah. And then I did some other things that I've mentioned on previous shows that I'm not going to mention again. Yeah, Brian, he's got the stories. Yes, yes. Let's just say it was something you get on a pizza with everything. Yeah, got a little bit of the old Miami Vice history there going and then, on. And then, uh, and then a uh, the shortened uh, uh, letter, one letter abbreviation for the Entertainment Television Network. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyway, hey, what's the next story, Scott? Let's move on to this one. This is a well. This is a place that might have all those things you mentioned. Oh, I bet it is. Yes, a celebrity cruise ship kept corpses or a corpse in a drink cooler, according to a lawsuit. Mm. Yeah, and this happened last summer, which made me nervous. But mine was last fall, so we're okay. <laughs> uh, last summer, after an elderly elderly passenger died of a heart condition during a celebrity cruise vacation to the Caribbean or the Caribbean, depending on your proclivities therein, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the cruise depends line, on if I'm on the ride or not. Because yeah. I never say. Pirates of the Caribbean. You don't go to Disneyland to read Pirates of the Caribbean. It's always Pirates of the Caribbean. No. If someone ever says that, they're getting punched in the face. That's yeah. Just how and then I'm going to ride the Maturhorn. Yeah. The Maturhorn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that because Canadians do this. They say Mario instead of Mario. Oh, yeah, sure. Even yeah. though Mario yeah. himself says Mario all the time, it's Mar- they say exactly. Mario. It's me, Mario. Yeah, he never uh, once did he go, oh, it's me, Mario. Are you going to finish that poutine, eh? <laughs> poutine loving Mario. I love that. That's right. Anyway, uh, so this person dies, and the cruise line of it allegedly advised his wife of two options. Allow her husband's remains to be removed from the ship in nearby Puerto Rico, where she would have to stay alone for days pending a possible autopsy, or leave his body within the ship's morgue until the vessel arrived back in the United States. Sure. Uh, in hoping of return, that you would you would go that one, right? You would I would do, totally go that route. Yeah, yes, I would. Like it's like no, put Kim on ice. We're good. Right. Yeah, we'll get home. <laughs> put her on ice, folks. <laughs> yeah, put her on ice. We'll get home. We'll 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 roll her out of the thing. It's better do that. Right. That's what I would do. So in hopes of returning to her family as soon as possible, the woman, age 78, chose the latter, like we all would, trusting that the ship would safely transport her husband of 55 years. Oh, geez. 
Oh, no, they were married for 55 years. He wasn't 55 years old. Oh, yeah, no, husband of 55 years. Yeah, that sentence could go either way. Anyway, to their home state of Florida to be prepared for funeral services. Six grueling days at sea passed as the uh, celebrity equinox changed back uh, to its port or chugged back to its port of Fort Lauderdale, where the ship arrived on August 21st, 2021. Too, which is about the week I left for mine, so I'm oh, safe. No but you also didn't go on a celebrity cruise, nor you yeah, nor did I go to the Caribbean. I didn't go there, right? Yeah, this this. Although, if you would have asked me uh, with this headline, I probably would have said oh, it's probably a carnival, probably yeah. a carnival cruise line. I always feel that way when there's something weird on a cruise ship. It's always yeah, carnival. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So they got there, they went to retrieve the body, but it was nowhere to be found in the morgue. Instead, according mm. to the lawsuit, the corpse was located in a pallet on the floor of the beverage cooler unit thing they have in these ships, left to turn green and deteriorate in the advanced state of decay after onboard, or sorry, after the onboard morgue went out of order. Oh, see, that's what I was wondering because because ships have morgues. People die on cruise ships, and they actually have to have a. You know, one of those little slidey drawer, I assume one of those slidey drawer refrigeration, put the bodies in here kind of situations. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's just that's deteriorated to advanced state of decay. Is the drink cooler on? Yeah. Like, did they turn, did they actually cool the cooler? Yeah, I'm all worried about the drinks now, a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, if the those, drinks can't be yeah, cold, what are we even doing on this stupid cruise? Exactly. Yeah, they can put everything on ice. That's fine. <laughs> She says she's mad because they stripped him of his dignity in the sacred time after his passing. Uh, according to the lawsuit, the ideas and mental fatigues that will surely never leave the memory of the plaintiffs. I think, Aww. you know what? I think this is a good suit. Go ahead and sue him. I'm so sad. I can barely eat this midnight crab buffet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> These poor people. Um, all right. Let's go to this one. Okay. Oh, this is a weird one. Oh, God. I hesitated on this, but I went for it anyway. A man woke up to find his dog had chewed his toe to the bone. Chewed. How do you not wake <laughs> I mean, To the bone. <laughs> I would have woken up sooner. That's why this headline alone was enough yeah. to make me scratch my head and go, what What are you on, dude? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what, what was exactly? I think that's it. Either uh, yeah. a lot of drink or a lot of smoke. And well, uh, Turns out it's something entirely different. Uh, I'll tell you how it worked. The retired builder uh, has told how he woke up in horror to find his pet puppy had chewed his big toe to the bone. This is according to David Lindsay, age 64. He was startled by his wife's scream as he lay asleep on the sofa in their home to find his right big toe was covered in blood. Uh, the bone in his toe had been fractured by his seven-month-old bulldog puppy, Harley. Oh, Harley's cute, though. It's a cute name. It's a cute name. And you know that bulldog, like, you know the bulldog went, you know, was chewing on with the, the front of his mouth, and then he went, ah, on the side of his mouth, yeah. the, the big molars, like, to really go in on that on that knuckle. And he was slobbering all over it. <laughs> Nasty. Oh, uh, he says they have no problem. They, they don't plan on getting rid of the, the puppy because they love him. But anyway, uh, they said uh, they, they actually say that they, he inadvertently saved his life. He suffers from diabetes and was asleep on the couch. My wife walked in and shouted, Dave, the puppy's chewing on your toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the reason that's a thing is if you are an advanced, advanced level, like hardcore diabetic, your feet go numb. Yeah, he had basically yeah, lost the feeling in his feet due to two blocked arteries in his legs. Yeah. Uh from from diabetes. It, Holy mackerel. Probably a big Well, good. Feeling. Good for yeah. Harley. Yeah, good for Harley. Go chew go chew that toe. I wonder if the toe chewing was just that like a 
Dogs are weird about when they know something's wrong. Dogs can, I think, didn't we do an article once about that they found that dogs can actually smell cancer or, or smell... Right. They can be trained yeah. to, to, to pick it out. I know cancer is um, very different from diabetes, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. This one feels like coincidence as opposed to uh, the dog saying, oh, his arteries are blocked. I'm going to chew on his toe so that he has to go to the hospital so that they find it. They can also tell when, I, at least my own... Uh, limited experience is that when I feel really awful for some reason when I had COVID or if I'm sick or something's wrong my dogs know and they'll curl up on me and they'll be way sweet and they'll treat me differently when I'm sick or down or something than they do normally for sure so it wouldn't surprise me and also given the fact that that nose is like the olfactory giant freaking organ of hell that it is it can smell anything Mm -hmm. from a mile away Mm -hmm. yeah like why we should? I don't think you can. I don't think you can smell blocked arteries, though. Yeah, that's a good point. How you can smell that? Yeah, yeah. What is a block? Like I said, I think this was a coincidence, but but I do think that they're like you said. When dogs know when you're not feeling well, and they hang out with you and be like, "Oh, let me make you feel better." Yeah. But this isn't like a, oh no, blocked arteries. I'm gonna eat your toast. So you have to go to the hospital. Yeah. To me, yeah. Also, uh, man, as someone with borderline pre-diabetes. Uh, in my family and I have I'm I'm at that point right now with my blood test so that's why I'm off the sug. Yep. Um I should be fine because usually if you just keep that in check you can yeah be as 90 as you, and right, be fine. Exactly. You, you just stay always, on the Yeah, you're always just kind of borderline or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but I just cannot imagine anything worse than having to get your feet cut off. It just sounds awful. No. No, it sounds you know? horrible. Yeah. It sounds really awful to me. Anyway, hats off to diabetics everybody. Hope you're all doing okay. Uh, one final story here. A 70-year-old man has fended off a cougar attack with a rock right here in Utah. Utah connection! <laughs> yep, we're proud of this one, sort of. Uh, <laughs> a 70-year-old man, lots of old people in today's uh, thing, yeah. <clears throat> uh, fended off a cougar attack with a rock. Okay. Uh, this all is right. according to Utah Park Authorities. The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources said it contacted uh, or was contacted by the Utah County Sheriff's Office Thursday night about the elderly man from Spanish Fork, south of me, uh, mm-hmm. injured in a cougar attack in Diamond Fork Canyon. Beautiful canyon. Recommended if you're that way. Uh, the unidentified man told authorities he was hiking through some trees when a cougar jumped up and knocked him to the ground. Uh, whoops, I skipped past it. There we go. Uh, the man then grabbed a rock, threw it at the lion uh, before the animal left the area. The man was able to get back in his vehicle and drive away. Ended up at a local hospital and received treatments for lacerations. Wow. So he really got, I mean, he did get enough of an attack that uh, yeah. that, that, that uh, cougar was coming back for more. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, getting pushed to the ground with those big old paws and stuff, that scared the living crap out of me. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Good for him having the wherewithal to yeah. huck a rock at it. Uh, let's see. The con- conservation officers went to the scene of the accident, retrieved the man's cell phone. Uh, the they let's see. They unsuccessfully tried to find the cougar, although they put the instead of they, so they didn't fi- check their thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Although okay. they spotted some of the animal's tracks and probably some of its droppings. Probably some little trail of blood. Yeah, scat as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's good. He's okay now and everything's fine. But this is not the first time here recently. We've had a bunch of cougar attacks in the last mm-hmm. year or so, and they're up for some reason. I think it's probably they're coming down lower for food or something because there was so much snow this year. And I don't know. I could be wrong on why, but 
and they're, they're, there's a, you know, uh, across the country, animals like that are getting a little bit more brave, or while food is scarce, they'll, they'll venture further and further into town. We've had more um, appearances, more visits from uh, animals like that in the, in the past couple of years than we ever had before that. Yeah, which is uh, weird, but it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. They were here first. To be honest, they were here first. Really, we encroached on their space. Yeah. Yes, so we shouldn't uh, just kill them. We will, but we oh, shouldn't. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, we really shouldn't. Uh, all right, there is your news for today. When we take, uh, or after this break, we're about to take. We're going to talk to Bill. He'll be here after a whirlwind tour of Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, Bobby as well, and uh, that's all coming up. But before all that, Brian's song from Brian. Brian's song. Oh, we love that one from mm. uh, that movie from the 70s. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all of that. Gail Sayers. Yep. That's all you remember. Yep. Anyway, hey, let's, let's uh, listen to a song uh, from a, uh, a rock band. These guys are actually going to be opening up for the Smashing Pumpkins uh, as part of their World is a Vampire summer tour, which starts August 1st in Salt Lake City, Utah. Ooh. What? what? So these guys, these guys are going to be opening up for uh, the Pumpkins, man. It's going to be great. Here is the band Rival Sons from their brand new album. Here's a track called Guillotine.
was developed to help you keep this in mind as you serve mass so that you serve well your marbles gonna run off the track the morning stream do not confuse luck with skill Yeah, right. We're back, everybody. Tell me who that was one more time, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's uh, the band called Rival Sons. They have a brand new album coming out called Dark Fighter, and uh, they're going on a couple tours. Uh, Like I said, starting in May, Oklahoma City, California, they're going to be doing their own tour, the Dark Fighter Tour, of course. And then on uh, August 1st, they join the Smashing Pumpkins for their World is a Vampire Summer Tour. Uh, This album comes out June 2nd. That's the first single from it. It's called Guillotine. That was Rival Sons. Nice. Sounds yes. fantastic. I shall, yes. shall look forward to hearing it after the show today. You should. You should. Uh, so, like it. Yes, I think I will. I'm going to call Bill now, though. Call Bill. Yeah. It feels like the right thing to do. Yeah. We can, I can show Bill what I made. I made a, I made a statue. I made an award, Bill. Yeah. Bill. Yeah, you made you 3D printed something. I 3D printed. You. Oh, you yeah, print, you printed and I've you. I've got sketches of a new thing I'm 3D printing, which, ooh. Oh, what? You can't see it, can you? Can't. No, it's, it's like all washed too, out. Oh, it's shit. Washed out. Oh, I can't wait never, to find we'll, out. We'll never see it. All right, well, let's do his intro. There's still something wrong, isn't there, Bill? Hey, a guy I didn't know was so good at karaoke has arrived. Hello, Bill. How are you? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It was so great hanging out with you and seeing you last oh, week. Oh, my so goodness, glad. right? Yeah. yeah. So happy to, I, to have you there. That was amazing. I had the time of my life in Vegas. Yeah. It's, it hasn't even been a week yet. I've mm-hmm. washed my clothes three times and they still have that Johnson stink. Yeah, the Johnson stink. <laughs> you don't want that. You really don't want that. You know what else I noticed is uh, when we did, we haven't talked about the escape room at all. Um, uh, yeah, I was and, hoping we could discuss that. Today. Yeah, Bill was oh, in yeah. there with that. And I got to say, if I was ever in an actual scenario where I was trapped in a submarine or whatever, and we had to figure out the puzzle to get out of there. I think Bill would be a good guy to have for two reasons. One, (laughs) it's just Bill, and I like having friends around. But two, he was so chill and and like good at all that crap. You were like perfect partner in there. That was awesome. Pretty good under pressure, Uh, even when it's bladder pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, right. Because they don't have a bath. Well, (laughs) supposedly their bathroom was out. I think that bathroom was working and they were lying to us. It's like, it's the, it's a McDonald's ice cream machine. I'm telling you, they just don't, they don't want to clean it. So they say it's broken. Yeah. That was funny because you had to pee something fierce. Oh yeah. 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 And I really thought it was going to come to like, you know, 
Bill's going to go in a bottle or some weird thing in the car. Someone hold out their hands. Yeah. He was, he was going to have to go off in the corner away from us, and then that would be the thing you'd remember from the escape room. Yeah. Or well, they gave us all those tanks. Could have just peed one of oh, those. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Except you have to turn those upside down and put them on the puzzle oh, to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been There bad. were a couple toolboxes that, that he could have yeah, uh, yeah. availed himself of, yeah. yes. That was really fun, was, though. I couldn't think of it. I, I was yeah. like, who who would I, who most from TMS would I like to be in a in an escape room with? Brian's the obvious answer because he's really good at those, plus we're co-hosts here. But it's Bobby and Bill. Like, yeah, I know, yeah, right? These yeah. two biggest nerds about this sort of stuff. Like, who would you rather be in there with? I don't even remember totally. who else was there. Kim was there. Uh, Tina, of Tina, course. I mean, it Steph, was a, Steph. It was a yeah. star-studded team. It really was. You really did get the best brains of TMS oh, yeah. all, all, all in one place. And the lady, the very nice lady at the end said that we were better than average. We did good. We, were, oh, yeah. Yeah. we did it like 40-some-odd minutes. Yeah. We, yeah, we finished with like 10, 12 minutes left on mm-hmm. the clock. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. Highly recommend that place. It was called, uh, except for their bathroom. Uh, Escapology? Escapology. Yeah. And it's in the exact same uh, center, uh, retail center as the Player One place we went to later that week, which Bill wasn't there for that. But the Player One arcade was literally like three stores down from the escape room, which is crazy. Perfect. Anyway, Bill, it's great to have you back. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, What have you been up to? What are we talking about today? Uh, well, I, I mostly wanted to just talk about Meow Wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to point out, I, I was curious. The first time I went to Las Vegas um, was for the New Media Expo oh, in 2014. Yeah. It was nine years ago, January wow. 2014. Whoa. Um, and I, have, I am not like a Vegas guy specifically, but I have been back so many times since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Been to Autodesk University three times. I went I've been to BattleBots and all sorts of stuff. When do they um, when is that BattleBot stuff? Is it every year? So, they do it all. Yeah, yeah. Last year it was filmed in the in the end of October. I'm not sure when they're going to film it again this year, but they do have a a permanent um, battle bots, a thing you can go to in Vegas now. So you can go see bots smash each other. Um, that, all I saw a tent. Year. I saw a tent put up uh, across from like uh, Luxor. Is that the one, or is it? Uh... I'm not sure. The one that we went to was the Caesar's Entertainment had a tent thing, um, oh. kind of near the Flamingo. Sure, that's where we ended up seeing it. That's yeah. cool. I I always love when that comes around and you talk about battle bots. Always fun on mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. So um, I had a ton of fun and. Next year, I definitely want to go to TMS Vegas, but I'm going to see if I can get Brittany and April and potentially some more Durans oh. to go. Oh, that'd oh, be great. Sure. Oh, my yeah. God. It'd be great to see Viking Lass again. Holy oh, man. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. her in a long time. She was like t- 2011's like OG TMS super fan. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having so, her back um, would be huge. So I'm working on that. I got a year working on that all right well uh we'll we'll, we'll plan on it uh that's awesome so meow wolf let's get to that you you this right. is your first time in there i guess right yeah i've been hearing about the whole meow, meow wolf thing for years there's one in new mexico my aunt's been trying to get me to go to and um i just haven't been to new mexico but uh a bunch of people at team as vegas were like hey we're gonna go to this meow wolf area 15 thing let's go check it out so the first thing I saw outside was a giant robot statue that is that's laying on its back. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like fifty feet tall. Yeah, and I was able to three D scan that with my phone. <laughs> yeah, and I got so like cool. a three D model of it. Polycam, right? Is the yeah? Is the, I use Polycam yeah. for that one. Oh, 
God, Wait. I wish I would have done that with Vegas Vicky because I wanted to 3D print a Vegas Vicky. Oh, yeah. And oh. she's inside the Circa. And it would have been so perfect because I was even mm-hmm. telling Scott before we went out there, it's like, oh, I want to 3D print a Vegas Vicky and have our little little versions of us sitting on there. I could use Polycam. I don't mm-hmm. know why I didn't. Oh, next that would have been amazing. Time. I'm going back in May, so maybe I'll remember there you go. to do that. Yeah. Because I have Polycam yeah. I, business. Yeah. I'm still, I, I'm pretty good about it. I'm still. F- trying to remember if i'm going to take a photo of something i should think oh uh can i 3d scan this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and if the answer is yes then i'm gonna 3d scan it instead yeah no that's great <laughs> so, dude so did you so that robot by the way you don't know this yet well you kind of know but i had you send me your scan of it i have a, yeah. I have a very cool thing i'm making bill does awesome. a lot for us he makes all kinds of shit mm-hmm. i have a i've got one of the coolest like mass effect guns ever made because of bill like mm-hmm. he's given more than I've ever given back, so I'm gonna make him something <laughs> rad, and that robot's in it, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'll show awesome. we'll show it to everybody next week when it's done, but you're gonna love it. I hope. Very cool. So cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Meow Wolf is this big company, almost like a collective of artists that do these weird art installations. They're kind of permanent, <laughs> big art installations, and the one in Vegas, um, the the Omega Mart, is really kind of the the cool thing to go see. Mm-hmm. You got to pay a, a ticket to go in to go see the exhibit. And it starts with this shopping mart. It's like a grocery store. It looks exactly like a grocery store. Everything's perfect. It's like got this aesthetic for maybe the 50s or 60s. And all the products are really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of them are real. Some of them you can mm-hmm. actually buy. But most of them are just really weird and silly. For example, there was a bunch of two-liter bottles of soda that were labeled root beer flavored vape juice flavored root beer. Whoa. <laughs> and that's like, that kind of joke is just right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all this stuff had to be custom made. Um, it's it's just wild. Custom made and then mass produced, right? Yeah, so you have rows of boxes of, uh, I can't believe this doesn't contain spiders or whatever yeah. the breakfast cereal is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Omega Mart, and that's that. You can spend hours just wandering around, reading all the things there, checking out all the weird stuff. But then there's this whole other exhibit behind it, and the way to get there is through one of several secret passageways. Mm-hmm. Again, right up my alley. Mm-hmm. There's like a a, a cooler in the grocery store for ice. You know, oh, open this door to get some ice. You open it. There's a secret passageway. You go through <laughs> there, and you end up in an area that's like a video game level. Those like the weird stuff to explore and find. Yeah. Um, there's this very sort of like uh, tongue-in-cheek corporate, maybe aperture science kind of vibe to everything that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, each room has a weird thing to try out and check and enjoy. Lots of interactive stuff. Um, I was really just blown away. I took so many photos. On my phone, I have like three selfies from the event. <laughs> and 500 photos from Meow Wolf. That's, <laughs> wow. You know, I, I ended up with some photos of you, too. I don't know yeah. how I did. I don't know if oh, I weird. where my phone was that I ended up with a bunch of pictures of Bill while I was <laughs> stepped away from the table. Yeah. About that. Very strange. Yeah, You don't know how those happen. It's just unexplainable <laughs> yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. I'm looking at some yeah. video and reminding myself. You, uh, that... It's another good reason for you guys to come to Denver because we've got a Meow Wolf here, completely oh, different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one in Santa Fe, the original, the OG that uh, George R. R. Martin uh, funded, turned cool. a, a, a bowling alley into this uh, incredible art installation. And 
uh, huge robots at the one in uh, Santa Fe too. Oh yeah, man. big so tall. Now, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now in fact, I, I think that giant robot that's like embedded into the ground in Vegas is based yeah. on the standing one in Santa Fe. I think so I think. too. Oh, like cool. it's it's the laying down, decomposing version of the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. Santa Fe. Oh, that's amazing. Did- um, so what I really what I thought was so incredible though is. Like there's a lot of cool exhibits and everything, but tucked in every corner is just little art exhibits, little neat things that some artists made, and they're like, "Fine, we'll we'll stick it in the exhibit." Mm-hmm. And because people are going to this thing, because it's a huge draw in Vegas, and there's a lot of other stuff to do in the in the building besides just this weird art. A lot of people who normally wouldn't seek out weird art get exposed to it, which I think is awesome. There's a lot of art out there that people aren't looking for because they don't know it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you go to a thing like this, you get like this mega dose of it. Yeah. And you might see something that tickles your brain in a way that goes, I want to find more like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know people were making art like this. I want to find more stuff like this. So I highly recommend people go check out stuff like this. If you're ever in an area that's got some sort of big, weird art exhibit or even an art show, go check it out. Because you are not, you don't know the things that are going to uh, connect with you and... Uh, you're never going to find it if you keep looking at normal art. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Are they yeah. always permanent installations, Brian? Or, or are they yeah. they have a touring version or anything? Or No, okay. no, they're all, all three oh, permanent installations. And then two in Texas, oh, which wow. I thought for oh, sure. Wow. Oh, where's the next place they're going to put it? Uh, Portland, Seattle. Yeah, you know on. That's going to be the most logical place for, uh, for a Meow Wolf. But no, two in Texas, which... Uh, and no, no, neither of them are Austin either, which is the other weird, weird. part. Because like, all right, well, they're putting one in Texas. Oh, it must be Austin because Austin's weird. Yeah. And this is weird and fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Austin is weird. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Of all the things you can say. Orlando, I could see one in, you know, like Orlando sure. would probably be a good place. Yeah. But, I mean, but, uh, these are so popular. I imagine these are going to just keep expanding. They'll keep doing it. I think it. so, too. Yeah. yeah. And I think they, I think Salt Lake should get one. We've got a perfect uh, art scene here that would just, mm-hmm. this would fit right in. And become a regular thing. If they can do it in Denver, damn it, we can do it here. All right. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yes. Did you did you do the game thing, like the almost escape room game type deal while you were there? I the I did card? not. No. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole mystery and puzzle and stuff you can really explore. I was kind of I knew as soon as I stepped in the door, I was like, okay, I need to come back with Brit in April. Mm-hmm. This is so our jam. So I was really on a fact-finding mission. It was yeah. like being in a video game. You know how you explore a video game you level and you try and you try and make sure you 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 look for everything so that you don't miss any grenades or whatever, right? Right. It was like that. I was I was trying to make sure I saw everything, uh, and it felt like you know how you go in a video game and you, there's a, a fork. And you go, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to go to the right. So I'm going to go left. Yeah, I want to see what they've hidden over here in the left. Exactly. That's exactly what it felt like exploring that place. I think um, my opinion on that, and uh, this is just my opinion, but uh, with each of the Meow Wolves, go in the first time without doing the boop card, explore, get, you know, figure out all the stuff you're supposed to see. Because the benefit of the boop card is that it walks you it takes you through almost every room because you've got something to see and do mm-hmm. so it's like oh great i'm going to explore i'm going to get all this this cool stuff and see it and then the next time you go you get the card and then it's like oh my god i never even saw this area or never looked yeah. closely at this or or whatever and and um uh and, and allow a lot more time to do the the game mm-hmm. sure yeah i'll definitely be back yeah the guys who did the the folks who did the game uh this time around in vegas completed it and the game master the writer of the games 
the the designer of the game at Meow Wolf came out and gave them extra like DLC, gave them Ooh. extra content to do to complete. Oh wow, wild! That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool stuff. Uh, definitely worth checking out if you're in Vegas for sure. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's not even hard to find. It's it's also that whole place is cool. The entire area yeah. mm-hmm. fifteen is oh, cool. There's this great there's- burlesque whiskey tasting carnival thing there and this uh there's a, a vr bird thing you can lay down and flap your arms yes. like a bird in vr i didn't get to try that but it looks fun yeah <laughs> and i think right. uh next year scott and i are going to do the um the the platform that flies up in the air that you eat dinner on where like a uh a server oh, yeah. uh, gives you food in a harness oh my I lord think that's gonna be uh next year for for scott and me oh i heard oh, about that the harness food thing yeah, yeah, I can't. I, I'm gonna have to work my brain up for that. <laughs> well, you're in a harness too. You're harnessed in. There's Everyone's nothing. harnessed, right? You're all harnessed. harnessed. But the the server is like like I don't think they've got a thing they're standing on. I think they're they're zipping around like uh, Tinkerbell, giving you uh, <laughs> delivering uh-huh. food, refilling your drinks or whatever. Yeah, wow, that's fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, definitely, and uh, worth checking out if you live near one of these, and or if you're out of town for any other reason, and there's one in that mm-hmm. town, go see it. Mm-hmm. Or, or just keep an eye out for any weird art. If you see a thing, you're like, that looks kind of neat, but it's kind of weird. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. Uh, cool. Bill, is always fun to talk to you. Do you have a bonus link for us this week? What's going on? I do. My friend David Picciuto, uh on the YouTube channel, make something. This is in the YouTube chat there. Yeah. Um, uh, did it work? He. I don't think uh, I need. I may have to give you a mod status. Hey, uh, type, any, type anything in there, and I'll do that for you real quick. There you go. And yeah, you can yeah. also, if, if you can, put it in our Discord chat and I'll copy oh, it. Yeah. I'm learning how to use Discord. I use Discord a lot while we were in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's good. a crash course in Discord at uh, know, TNS right? Vegas yeah. for sure. All right. You're, awesome. now, you're now a mod, so you can paste, I think. Oh, anyway. awesome. So yeah. um, my buddy David over at Make Something, YouTube channel Make Something, he took an old magnadoodle. I had one of these as a kid. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, dude. Love little, these. Little magnet thing for drawing stuff, and he upcycled it with like hardwood and stuff. He made a really nice. Magna Doodle. Oh, no way. I have uh, Vans uses one of these right now when he comes over to the house. He loves drawing on these. You can still get them. Yeah. Um, but this is crazy. Are you kidding me? What? Look at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love Giant. that. Oh, man. Look, it's got doors, Brian. You can yeah, open the doors. Like, it's a, like it's a wall, like a piece of art you put on the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. That guy's awesome. Love him. Yeah. Yeah. And look, he's one of us. He's 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 like a combo of me and you. He's got kind of my white beard and your bald head. And my bald yeah, head yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, an and earring that neither of us have. An earrings that neither of us have. Yeah, and yeah. Bill Bill's skill. Uh, and Bill's skill. Yeah, it's <laughs> Bill's skill. He's he's uh, <laughs> he's, he's Voltron TMS. That's right. He he's finally come together in the perfect form. This is great. Uh, as always, uh, check out punishedprops.com, of course, and punished props on YouTube. Bill, always a pleasure to have you here, man. Good to see you the last week and can't wait to talk to you again. You bet, friend. See you next week. Bye now. Bye. Bye now. I don't know why I said it that way. Bye now. Bye now. I like I'm telling someone to buy. Bye now. Operators are standing by. Yeah. That is kind of what that was. All right. Bobby incoming. He is uh, no stranger to Tuesdays. Mm -mm. No. Uh, Comes in here a lot. He and Tuesdays go way back. Yeah. Way back to when... (laughs) Way back to when he first did the Tuesday, I guess. All right, exactly. And his segment sounds like this. Science! Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. The soup does look good, and Bobby is here once again joining us for a science segment. Bobby, hi. How are you? 
I'm doing great. Yeah. How are you? My so, skin has rehydrated. Ah, and, good. Um, well, yeah, I was going to ask. You You come from the land of everything's wet all the time. And, right, uh, yeah. Land of perma, perma moist. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I pretty much had chapstick in my hand the entire trip in Vegas. Yeah. Wow. Did it help you? Did you feel like chapstick came through I for still you? ended up with cracked, crusty lips by the time we were done, but... Yeah. But uh, once the plane, once I got out of the plane in the Carolinas, it was like it was like my skin just sucked, sucked it up, up all the moisture in the air. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's weird that if you grow up in an area like that and then you experience a dry climate, it really does have this immediate effect. But I can tell you that Kim never her skin's never gotten used to it. She still has to hydrate like a wild person up here. Yeah, because her Mississippi skin just still like gasping for for moisture while you know i'm like a dirty old rock out here nothing Mm -hmm. nothing bugs me (laughs) but i go to mississippi and i feel like i'm gonna drown well i feel like i'm gonna drown most days here too i don't like the humidity i just Mm -hmm. um you live with it you know you live with it i guess you've come to accept it yeah you've come to you've come to accept what your fate is in this world (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um I, I was uh, shocked, you know, Bobby uh, renounced science while we were there in Vegas. He, uh, uh, yeah, he had such a great run with, uh, with craps yep. that science went out the door and luck and superstition took over. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I'm announcing it now that instead on Tuesdays, instead of talking about science, I'm going to talk about all the little things you need to get exactly right to win at craps mm. there's a t- i know the table you got to be at you got to order yeah. a gin and tonic it's got to be from that waitress you got to be right. wearing the right clothes you drink it's from the a- straw on the right side of the glass yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, yep. i'll tell you because and, uh and because claire can't sit down and play is the no. other that's the other distraction. oh yeah that's that's it once claire sat down it was uh it was uh, this is going the wrong direction and i left <laughs> it was game over uh, so your first time with craps though just let it, let's look at that from the eyes of a science science focused person like yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it probably is a game where you you know about all the you know house house edge and all this stuff. Yeah, sure. But you're still that process is still you going. How can I master this thing? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And um, I, it's funny. I I was ch- I chatted a little bit with Wendy about this um at breakfast one day after I did play craps. Um, it was so it was my first time playing craps. My first time gambling at a casino. Period. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and like you said, I know how the brain works. I, I I got a degree in experimental psychology. I studied how all this is supposed to, you know, uh, stimulus response and and mm-hmm. all these kinds of things. Yeah. And um and I knew going in, you know, did all the th- I knew th- to do the things that you're supposed to do. I had a set amount of money. That's all I was mm-hmm. going to spend. I put it in once I was out, I was going to be out, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I started to win and uh, make some money and that was pretty exciting yeah yeah (laughs) um fortunately fortunately actually um i had uh brian teaching me how the rules work but uh, i think more importantly for the fact because i put 50 dollars in and i I walked away with 300 so i um i'm i you know that's really good good. but it's really good i don't think i would have walked away with that much if mitsula hadn't hadn't been there and because he kept giving me, he kept reminding me and giving me advice. He was like, okay, you're at 150. You had put 50 in, but now what you got to do is set your floor at 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. He was like, that yep. way, now you're betting only on house money. You're not spending. So if you get down to 50 bucks, just walk away. That's your new bottom. And exactly. every time my, every time 
I would make some money, he'd remind me, okay, adjust that floor now. You know, make sure, and that's the way to do it. It's a new floor and you do a floor and a new ceiling, right? Or a ceiling, right? So basically it's like, oh, if I get to 200, now my floor is going to be 150 and I'm going to stop. Exactly. It's like you're working in between this floor and ceiling, right? Exactly. Yeah. But, um, and that's the way to do it to make sure that, cause that's, so that's what I did. I, I said, I got to a certain point. I was at like $375 or something like that. And I said, okay, my new floor is 300. Then Claire joined the game and I got down to 300. Um, <laughs> yeah. Drop like a rock. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But still walking away with money that you didn't have oh, when you got there. It's a good feeling for sure. Yeah. Oh, it was exciting. So this is the, what I was talking to Wendy about, right? is that I did all that. I made all the right choices. I got up and um, I joked while we were playing that like, oh, I'm I'm hot now. And, and yeah. you know, everybody, you know, I know what I'm doing. You know, I made all the jokes, but walked away just fine. Sure. Yep. And, you know, had went to the, that was a fun experience going up to the like cashier and like cashing in and getting like hundred dollar bills. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but went to bed. And uh, woke up the next day, and I had just thrown the the money on the nightstand. It was super. It was late. I was tired, so I woke up and I get take out my. I get in the shower, g- gather up stuff off the the end table, the nightstand, and I saw the the hundred dollar bills there. Yeah, and I'm not joking. <laughs> I literally picked it up and said to myself, and this was a serious thought that I had. Uh-huh. I said. I could probably do that again. Oh, <laughs> yep. oh no. Yep. Yeah. That's how and you then get started. As soon as I had that thought, that very serious thought, I, I like, it was like, uh, I shook my head and I was like, oh God, what am I doing? <laughs> and that's, that's just such a testament to how addictive gambling can be. I guess you just have to make sure you have, you know, that, that you're in the right mindset, you know, mm-hmm. that you, yeah. you set rules for yourself self, and you always stick to them and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. That, and that's the thing I've always liked about Brian's gambling uh, methods is that he's always got a plan is always a plan to when to get out of there. Yeah. He's not a guy that's going to be there at four on his last leg. Uh, maxed a credit card I'm out this get weekend. It back. I'm working back up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's the right. that floor ceiling thing is just such the key. It's just basically saying, okay, all right, I'm up. Now my ceiling's a little higher, and my floor yep. raises up with it. And yep. so I want to, you know. But yeah. also importantly, don't go in. That's the thing that shocked me the most about what I said to thought to myself real quick uh, that I could do this again is is that. I think the most important thing is these rules you set for yourself are not rules to make money. Right. Mm, right. No. They are rules to make sure you don't spend more than you were going to because you really should just be going in and expecting to have fun. Expect to lose it all. Right. Yes. Don't 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 put it don't bet anything that you're not okay with losing because you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose. Yeah. Basically, the money is spent the second I take it out of my wallet and put it in the machine. It's like, oh, if I get yeah. anything back, that's great. But I'm paying for the entertainment for however long this lasts in here. And there have been times, like, uh, I, I don't go up to, uh, we have a, a, a gambling town maybe about half an hour away from me into the mountains called Blackhawk. Blackhawk in Central City. Yeah, yeah. And um, there have been times that, that I, uh, there was a time I went up there put my $200 on the craps table and uh, rolled, got up to 400, set my new ceiling as 350 and 450 yep. basically, um, dropped down to 350. And I'd only been there for half an hour and was like, well, 
took me half an hour to drive here, but I'm dry. I'm I'm pulling my money now because mm. that was my floor, and I got to resist the, the yeah. urge today. But I spent all that time getting up here. I should at least keep playing. Yeah, no, that's when it. you start having thoughts like that. That's you're in the dangerous. That's territory. when you lose money. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and so. um and. I can already guarantee you that when we go next year, I'm, it was a fun. It legit, craps is legitimately a fun game. No, it's so really I, fun. I know I'll sure. play it again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but I know, I know already that when I go and when I lose money, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be disappointed. Yeah. Because yeah. the first time I played, I won. Yes. Right? Exactly. So it's going to be about fighting that urge to be like, oh, man, I lost this money. Maybe I should just try again, you know, mm-hmm. and right, you have to right. make sure you don't. It's just, just you have to. Oh, my gosh. The first time you make an exception, you're done. You should never exactly. play again. It's almost better if the first time you play, you lose because it's like, OK, yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is what will happen. Yeah, I kept that was the other thing. Like we talked about the, uh, you know, here's the pass line. Here's the combats. Here's this bet. You take your odds, blah, blah, blah. But I also kept saying. It's rarely ever like this. You're yeah, rarely app- going to have an experience. I appreciated that. Just, I actually yeah. really did appreciate that because I kind of, it being the first experience that I had, I kind of thought like, whoa, is this game just easy? But you um, yeah. you, you and Mitsula both kept making the point. This is really unusual. that Because <laughs> exactly. it wasn't just me winning, you were winning. Like, yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it's actually not a surprise that the both of us were winning because I was using the same strategy as you were, right? Because so, yeah. you showed yeah. me what to do. But yeah. um, but yeah, that's unusual. It's very unusual. Did so you ever? The next, the next thing is then teaching you all how to do it at the table because yeah. it's not yeah. a matter of just saying, "All right, well, I'm going to put my money there and I'm going to put my money there and I'm going to put my money there." Because the the uh, the guy on the other side of the table, the casino employee, will slap your hands if you do that. You basically have to. Set it in front of you and say, uh, give me the eight, give me the six, uh, put this on that. The only ones you can really put your money into yourself are the pass line and the come uh, the come line or the come area. Yeah. yeah. And, and so this, this I was going to ask you that very question, Bobby. Now that you've had your taste here on the digital version, did you feel like at all like, man, I'd really prefer a table because I feel like these machines, like there's always a sense that the machines could be a little more advantageous for the house. Like how do you really know that they're not... Rolling I don't have any weird. thoughts like that about yeah. which one's advantageous versus another one. I I, am, uh, I I would imagine that the it's just all random, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but I do want to try playing at the. T- so I really appreciate. I I think playing where we played at this. What was it? The stadium craps? You call yeah, it? stadium stadium gambling basically. Where stadium you gambling where we yeah. were all sitting there together. That was fun, yeah. and I would like to do that again because it's uh-huh. just you're all just hanging out together. And, yes, and, and you can't get as loud and rowdy and crazy as as like that at the tables. You got to have right. a, a little bit of decorum, not a lot, because you can still yell and share and be goofy at the tables. But yeah, yeah. But I would like to try at the tables because there's a whole. I was reading a little bit about the rules because now that I had a taste, I wanted to better understand I st- it's still a confusing game how you bet right oh yeah um, for sure but uh so i was reading a little bit about it and there's all these other things like how when you know people are rolling the dice at an actual craps table and you know there's rules about when the dice get passed who mm-hmm. should be doing what there's like multiple what you people can do run- with the dice like if yeah. you basically there's a plane created by the outside of the craps table and the dice cannot leave that plane. You can't pick up the dice and say, all right, because, you know, they want the they want the dice to stay above the table. You can only use one hand. You can't put the dice in two hands and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you will watch the most superstitious people, like, 
That's not why just, I really want to go. It's fascinating. <laughs> I like watch they have people, to do yeah. this thing where they they put the dice. You know, Burial set the dice in a certain way, and he does that not out of superstition, but just out of like habit. But there yeah. are people who do it, and it takes like a minute for them to set the dice the way they want before they pick it up and throw it. Mm. Yeah. And you get people with notepads who write down every roll of the dice, thinking that that's that there's some reason for that. Sure. Like. Sure. Yeah. yeah, just like when you're playing at the at the stadium gambling, it it tells you on the different bets how many time how many rolls has it's been since the last time that was rolled, and that's yeah. like basically yeah. just like it's it's non information. Like it doesn't right. matter. Exactly. It's there to make people think. Oh, seven, a, a seven hasn't come up in a long time. This is the time to play the game. Yeah. 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 yeah I like the I like the big fat physical dice. Uh, and I th- yeah. and I'm guessing yeah. that that obviously that would be so much easier just to have a di- little digital dice roller, but I think mm. that's what people would be weird about. They want that they want to see dice roll and physically yeah. move around so that they're like, okay, well that's real dice. This mm-hmm. isn't just some computer foolery or whatever. And I like yeah. that. I thought that was cool. It had a little nipple camera that looked down on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like yeah. a pop. What was that old board game as kids? A pop it game? It was trouble. Pop matic trouble. trouble. Yeah. yeah, exactly like pop matic trouble. Love that. Yes. So cool. I picture a little dude in there doing it, though. Like a little, a little person. <laughs> yeah, just like pushing on it, like yeah. doing this and yeah. taking a break, smoking, you know, and then do it again. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. Absolutely. Well, good job, Bobby. Well done with your take. You took the, you took the mm-hmm. casino for all they had. Nice job. Yeah. Nicely done, sir. I think they had a lot more than that, but anyway. I, I, I was trying really, really hard. Yeah. Well, well done. Uh, any, uh, any, anything else you wanted to cover today? You got any, uh, any? Hot? I mean, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna talk a bit about jet lag, but we can talk about that next week because I wanted to thank September for uh, the karaoke night that she put together. I thought that mm-hmm. that was a fantastic one of the highlights of the, of the week, and um, and then it was just. It was a, it was just a really fun time. You know what I noticed the most was that when I got there and I saw everyone, yeah. it felt like it had been just yesterday. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it really weird. It was, it's really it was, weird it how great. that feels. As soon as I saw yeah. people that I was like, oh yeah, right. And then even new people, like I don't know, when I first saw Claire and she freaked out like a banshee and ran up and hugged us or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, oh yeah, of course, this is right. This is exactly how it's supposed to be. This is how this is how my greeting from Claire was supposed to go. My <laughs> my only regret about this this or any other event ever, including all the nerdtaculars, all of it, I can't stand it when I hear that somebody was there that has been was mm. there for the first time, and for whatever reason, we never crossed paths. And I didn't get to talk to him. I freaking yeah. hate that. So, and I thought about that. It's like I don't want to have to do you know have to do some sort of structured receiving line kind of thing you know i don't want to say all right everybody has to walk by scott and i because you know if you're if you're nervous we want to make sure we spend the same amount of time with everybody but it's also like i totally understand there are people who go there and they're nervous and it's like oh man i'm i even though scott and i were just these dudes no we're just we're nervous dudes too and the other thing is we were like i i i always do look for somebody off to the side i'm like wait do i have we met them maybe not let's go talk yeah so i try yeah but I just yeah. there's always somebody I miss, and I hate that feeling. So if any of you were those people that we missed somehow, hopefully yeah. it wasn't many of you. Just just know we a we would never do that on purpose, and b uh, I next time we just we'll make sure we'll do better. All right, because I always yeah. feel bad, yeah. and I hope you still had a great time no matter what. For sure. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, Bobby, uh, it was great having you, of course. And uh, Thank you very much. Now also, that he's Taskville, home. I wanted to thank everyone for that. that oh, was, yeah, it was great, right? Uh, very, very fun. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for being part of it. It was uh, you, you brought a lot to it, and your, your word palace uh, <laughs> might be tied for my favorite things to come out of Taskville this year. <laughs> it was one of the that most amazing, it. freaking yes. weird like techniques I'd ever witnessed. You blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, and know, you made it three fourths of the way around the board with that, yeah. which is yeah, great. J- just by memory. And um, it was a j- j- because you didn't get to film it. Tr- TV's Travis mm. is it has the has the sole uh, privilege of being able to. Um, <laughs> he was the one who was t- walking with me while I was memorizing it all, and that was um, just a fantastically fun time. Yeah. trying to come up with a story to memorize the ent- I don't I don't know much about Vegas so all of those properties even are just like like, like I have no connection to them yeah. sure well yeah. a lot They're of them aren't even words. around anymore too yeah. <laughs> yeah um so it was it was a um, it was a lot of fun oh yeah so, where's uh, my uh, yeah. my board down here oh I left it upstairs um we should show people the board cuz it's actually kind of classic and awesome I got one it of is. them yeah that yeah. was awesome uh well Bobby it's always good to talk to you tell me about uh, uh all around science what you guys are talking about now that you're home and all that what are you doing all around science uh the episode that just went out yesterday who knows what it's about i edited it like two and a half weeks ago um you should check it out whatever it's about (laughs) um it just came out and um i know that tonight we're going to be talking about um i'm going to start i want to start talking about logical fallacies and errors in thinking more often in our podcast Mm -hmm. um and so to the episode that we're recording tonight and this episode will come out next week is going to be all about what's called the appeal to nature fallacy Ooh. and um and uh and and how just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's good um but so many people think that that's true and then and I probably am going to talk more about logical fallacies and and cognitive biases a lot more on the show going on in the future oh nice that's a topic i really enjoy i will check these out for sure yeah mm-hmm. um it's bobby frankenberger everybody you know him you love him and you'll see him next week right here on the show bobby thanks for being here we'll see you next time <laughs> all right how do i hang up on this without it being a problem let's try it he's already out no i know but so i don't lose you there we go Oh, okay. As you said, I I don't see the same thing you do. I just see us back to being the two of us in Discord. So I'm like, what are you trying to do? Because yeah, I give a whole. It's this whole window, this extra window that I could probably just minimize and ignore. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I could probably ignore it, but I do it with both Tom and him, and just about half the time it resets our call, which doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, well, there's there there it is. There there it goes. That's the show. There it goes. Watch it as it goes. Watch it as it goes. It just left. And uh, if you want to watch it again, oh, I got good news. So uh, something I wanted to mention about the new YouTube streamy thing. So we're still on YouTube streaming. It's been going great so far. I think we're going to hang around here uh, unless there's some magical reason why I shouldn't. Uh, Frogpants.tv still takes you to the live show. All right. So if you're trying to get there, that still resolves to the live show. It used to be Twitch. Now it's over here on YouTube. Now here's the thing. Some of you on our Patreon were like, well, I really love the extra content top and bottom of the show, like our pre-show and post-show, mm-hmm. which is what we give patrons. If you're a live watcher, you show up here and you happen to see that too because you're here live, so you get some of that pre-show and post-show as well. What I used to do was delete that version of it and re-upload a show that is just start-to-finish normal show so that we're not giving away patron stuff for free. 
And on Twitch, you could get around that because the VODs were just there and you could go watch the whole thing. So the new thing is this. When we're done here, the live stream goes unlisted and we still upload a public version of the show for all the world to see. But the unlisted one will go back to patrons as a special link that no one else gets. And you guys can have all of it, including chat replay, all the post and pre, all that stuff. I've already mentioned this on the Patreon, so they've already heard this. But in case you missed it or otherwise were curious or just want to join Patreon to get it, uh, that's where that's all going. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that that uh, I was wondering how that all worked. So that's very cool. It's working out pretty well. Um, and, and also speaking of patrons, I haven't mentioned their names in a while, but we got a bunch of new people. That oh, a bunch of them! Holy cow! Yeah. yeah. So here are these names: Bat Dan, John Baker, John Rollins, uh, Craig Carlson, Chris Schultz, Dave Spangler, Durog. Just Durog. That's all I got. Durog. Durog. You are without Durog. honor. Son of son of Moog. That's right. <laughs> Jeff Jones, uh, Zach Grasham, Conrad D. Uh, Othween? Orthween? Orthwain? 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 Might be correct. And Elvish Link also joined us. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, if you want to be one of these fine people and get no commercials ever, pre-show content every day, uh, couch parties on the weekend. We're going to finish Vegas vacation on Friday. That'll be fun. Art in the mail, other great monthly benefits. Go check it out. That's patreon.com slash TMS. Let's get out of here. Play some music, Brian, before my ears complain. Okay. I've got some music to play for you, Scott. This one is going Mm -hmm. out to uh, Andrew Lyons. Um, This is timely, even though he requested this back on the 26th of last month, right? So it was uh, a few days ago. Uh, Hey, Schooner and Bo Ryder. I don't really have a good reason for this request other than liking these covers. Ooh, how about uh, commemorating the 25th month since the Evergreen managed to get stuck in the Suez Canal? Oh. Yeah, that'll work. Both of these songs are about uh, maritime mishaps, so the theme matches pretty well. I'm a bit of an everything fan when it comes to music, and that includes Bluegrass. Uh, Punch Brothers are hands down my favorite bluegrass group, and their covers of Another New World by Josh Ritter and Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, originally by Gordon Lightfoot, are both excellent. Love the show, though. Arborist Andrew. Nice. Well, naturally, because we lost Gordon Lightfoot uh, yesterday, passed away. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, passed away. I don't know how uh, old, uh, but... Must have been uh, very old, right? I think he's very old, yeah. I mean, because when I was eight, I got a little plastic suitcase turntable. It was red. Outside was white. You open it up and the turntable inside was red. Sorry, my thing thing went nuts. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Got this plastic turntable and a stack of uh, about eight 45 RPM you know, little 45 singles. Yeah. And uh, The Who Behind Blue Eyes was in there. And uh, Paper Lace, The Night Chicago Died. And then another one was um, uh, Sundown by Gordon Lightfoot. And mm. I played the crap out of that thing. It was something about his voice that was just so soothing. Yeah. Uh, 84 uh, is how old Oh, Gordon that's Lightfoot pretty good. Was. That's pretty good. So naturally, the song I chose is Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, performed here by Punch Brothers. This is from their 2022 album, Hell on Church Street. Just came out last year, and uh, it's great. Here are the Punch Brothers and Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. The legend lives on from the Chippewa down of the big lake they call Gitchigumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. 
With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship in true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. And later that night, when the ship's bell rang, could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? sound and a wave broke over the railing and every man knew as the captain did too t'was the witch of november come stealing the dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait when the gales of november came slashing when afternoon came it was freezing rain in the face of a hurricane west wind When supper time came, the old cook came on deck, saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed ya. At 7 p.m., a main hatchway caved in, he said, fellas, it's been good to know ya. The captain wired in, he had water coming in, and the good shipping crew was in peril. And later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Anyone know where the love of God goes When the waves turn the minutes to hours The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay If they'd put 15 more miles behind her They might have split up or they might have capsized They might have broke deep into water And the names of the wives and the sons and the daughters Lake Huron rose, a pibier sings In the rooms of her ice water mansion Oh, Michigan steams like a young man's dreams The islands and bays are the sportsmen And further below, Lake Ontario Takes in what Lake Erie can send her And the iron boats go, as the mariners all know, with the gales of November remembered. In a musty old hall in Detroit, they prayed in the Maritime Sailors' Cathedral. The church bell chimed till it rang 29 times for each man on the Edmund Fitzgerald. Legend lives on from the Chippewa down of the big lake they call Gitchigumi. Superior, they said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November come early.
If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Hello, Cursed Earth Pizza. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.